Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Happy New Year to everyone out there in radio and TV land. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. The website, trenton365.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Trenton365Show. Feel free to post your events to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page on Facebook as well. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station and a three-time stellar awards-winning station. You can also follow us on Twitter as well, WIMG 1300. If you're watching, it's over WPHY Channel 25 covering Mercer County, New Jersey. The rebroadcast of the television portion of this will happen on Friday night at 11 p.m. In the studio with me is a high school graduate friend of mine, Tony Jackson. Shout out to the Ewing Blue Devils. Tony, welcome to the Trenton 365 show. Thank you so much, Jock. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to be on your show as well. Awesome, man. Thank you for that. I know you. we've been crossing paths for many years doing this whole... Um, uh, I want to say uh, outreach, we'll call it that, of our lifestyles and so forth. But this is the first time that you've been on the program. But I'm a, I want to tell you publicly, I'm a big supporter of everything that you've been doing. I'm really proud you, of, of all your efforts, not only including your music, uh, your artistic capabilities, but your fashion line. And thank now, you so now you've got this whole new project. you got a book. You're an author now. Yes. So I, I really want to get into the details about that. But for my audience... Why don't you share a little bit about your background, your history, et cetera? Okay, well, I'm born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. I'm a Trentonian. I went to school in Trenton. Uh, let's see, college at Ryder University, uh, but graduate of uh, College of New Jersey, <laughs> and which was then Trenton State College. Um, and I am just, uh, you know, a church boy, man, from Trenton, New Jersey, come from a, a beautiful family. Um, and just raised here and just thankful to be able to use the gifts that God has given me. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that um, because I remember when you came to Ewing High School, um, you were, and, and I'm going to back up and say you're a good athlete, like a better than average athlete well, too. Thanks. So I, I do think that it's important for people to recognize that because I think that oftentimes people think, ah, oh, you know, he came out and he said he's a church boy and all these other things. I think people sometimes think, oh, well, you know, he was mama's boy or he was all these different <laughs> things, whatever it was. But you're very well-rounded, just like most people who, you know, who, who had a lot of different life experiences. I want you to touch on your uh, basketball skills a little bit. Okay, yeah, well, you know, early in my basketball career, I actually went to uh, McCorston. And then I was uh, transferred over to Ewing High my senior year. Um, I, I, it's okay to say this now. I was recruited <laughs> yeah, over to Ewing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and uh, ended up going to Ewing High School to finish my senior year. Um, where we went to the state championship. So I was uh, fortunate to be able to do that, to become a Blue Devil mm -hmm. and uh, meet a lot of the Ewing Knights. So I, I was happy to be able to do that. Yeah, but man, you know, most of my life, I just grew up, like I said, when I say a family boy, you know, um, I have a very large family, um, a family that's definitely um, into the church. So I grew up just, you know, going to church every Sunday. But with my athletic ability, it was just because I was able to go out and play with a lot of my friends. I just played basketball every day. It was something that I loved to do. So uh, sports was definitely, uh, you know, ingrained in me. My brothers played sports, and so, you know, I wanted to do what they did. And so, uh, fortunately, I grew a little bit taller than they did. <laughs> you know, ended up being taller than everybody in my family, so it gave me a little edge. And so, you know, I was able to go and play college basketball as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you talk about the college experience, um, making that transition, that jump from, from I mean, back in that time, yeah. uh, Ewing, Lawrence, Trenton was the big, the big populace of people, but Ewing's was relatively small, making that transition to playing. Uh, yeah, basketball well, you in know what? Um, the transition for me actually was very tough, and it it, it was tough um, primarily because I was pretty much like a mama's boy, just to be honest. You know, I, I grew up underneath my family, so to speak. So when I went to college, it was like this whole new world of really just being on my own, which for me was just new. You know, so um, I had to adapt to uh, you know. Um, doing everything without somebody telling me to do it almost, mm -hmm. <laughs> just to be quite honest. But as far as the, the physical part of it, meaning uh, the basketball, that part was, you know, pretty easy just because God had gifted me to, to play ball. So for me, it was just, you know, the next level of, of my career mm -hmm. um, doing that. So <laughs> Great. Yeah. And then um, you, you're very open about your faith. Yes. Um, and uh, I also think that that's important, too. Mm -hmm. um, from your earliest points in childhood, was that something that you just you just remember that's what it was. I mean, this is, you know, we went to church, um, Christ, 
our Bible, all that. It was just part of life for you? Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Like it, when I grew up, man, it was, I don't care what else you do. You go to church on Sunday, you know, Monday through Sunday. You may have basketball games. You may have this and that. But um, it actually came to probably when I was in my teens, it was something that I really started to just love to do. Um, primarily, most of my friends were, were, were church boys, too. Um, some of my friends were uh, PK kids. You know, their yeah. pastors were kids or their uh, their fathers were pastors. So um, it made it easy for a lot of our uh, neighborhood friends to go to church because all of our friends were there. And so when I became a teen, I started to sing. Um, my cousin Norwood, who was a singer at the church, you know, always wanted to sing like him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so my Betty was a director. I loved playing the drums, you know, musician. So I loved all the things about what church stood for. Obviously, when I was young, I didn't understand the whole Jesus thing you know I wasn't it, it wasn't it was for me then as a teenager it was more like my friends go I love playing I love music but as I started to get older then I started to understand you know okay there's a different reason why we go to church now <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I mean so and, and again I want to continue to give you uh, kudos and edify you for saying that because I think it's important for people um, wherever they are in in their their walk spiritually mm -hmm. to recognize that there's there's all different facets of where people are in their walks. Like some are, are, are a bit more uh, outlandish or outspoken about yeah. it. Some are still developing that. And it doesn't matter how old you are. That's right. It's that time and that relationship in your walk. And thank you for saying that. Yeah, d definitely, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I get the priv privilege to serve as minister of music here in the city um, at Galilee Baptist Church. And there are folks who actually um, become a part of the church, become a part of the music ministry at maybe let's just say 40 45 years old and this is their first time coming to church so they're just learning the nuances that i was learning when i was you know 12 and 13 years old and even in my own christian walk man i say this all the time you know when you you go through battles and you have these life situations you never understand or believe that your faith could go to another level mm -hmm. so i believe that i'm learning even you know in my 40s that there's dimensions and levels to to christianity so, you know, I'm just thankful that, you know, God is continuing, that he's leading me to these levels that I'm just learning even at a late age, although I've been going to church all my life. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I rarely do this. That's okay. <laughs> um, you were pretty public about uh, about some health issues yes. that, that you had uh, yes. within the last year or so. You want to elaborate on that? Sure, man. And that's a, that's a good segue when I talk about um, my faith going to another level because um, I'm very healthy. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm playing sports. I'm playing golf. I'm playing basketball the whole nine. And I wake up on a Sunday morning before church, as I usually do. And I literally cannot walk. I cannot move. First of all, before walking, I can't even move out of bed. It was like my whole body uh, went paralyzed. And so it was the most. It was the most weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life, because at that moment, so many things passed through my mind. It was like, am I paralyzed for life? Am I ever going to walk again? Am I ever going to, you know, am I going to be in a wheelchair? All these different things started to pass through my mind within a literally 10, 15 minute span. And as I called my wife and, you know, she came into the room and she helped me out of the bed, I started to move very slowly, you know, and, and get myself together. But I realized then about my faith in God. And I just, I'll never forget being in my hallway, man, literally with my hands on the wall, standing still, calling out the name of Jesus. And this is, you know, when we talk about Jesus is real, it's, it's real, it's a real testimony for me because when you think about yourself not walking, think about yourself being crippled or, you know, not being able to do the things that you used to do, that's, that's your, this is my life. And so I started calling on the name of Jesus, man. And, you know, things, you know, my body started to, to ease up and I, I, I kind of, there was a calmness that came over me. Let me just say it that way. Um, I didn't, my back didn't get better, but there was a calmness that came over me. And um, I went through a whole period of three, um, three and a half months where I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. I actually had to close, close, close down um, my shop that I had at Philadelphia Mills Mall. I had to close it um, early, earlier than I wanted to uh, for the year. And so... Um, I know that God is a healer because I've seen of him heal other people. I've seen where God has performed miracles, um, you know, 
take away cancer, you know, uh, allow people to see that can't see, just reading different things, man. But when you're expecting God for yourself and then he heals your body, I say it all the time right now. I walked in here and if you, did, if you didn't know my story and you looked at me, you wouldn't think anything had happened from when you saw me maybe two years ago or someone mm -hmm. sees you. And I love the song and the songwriter who wrote the, the little saying that says, I don't look like what I've been through. Mm -hmm. But besides that, man, it's a testament of the power of Jesus Christ that he's able to heal and deliver. And the reason why I say deliver, because when you go through situations like that, it'll cause you to start to think about the way you live your life. So sometimes God will take you through a situation so that he can deliver you from something. See, I felt something right there. And I mean that sincerely, man. Sometimes God has to stop you in your tracks in order for him to get you to change some things that you needed to change before. Mm -hmm. But I thank God for his, for, his, for his ultimate power and his foresight in knowing us before we knew ourselves that, hey, I got to stop Tony. I got to slow him down. I got to actually make him think he'll never walk again for him to change some things. And it did. And I thank God for deliverance through a bad situation because it was rough, but I'm better for it. So it's a praise report. So that's why when people, you know, man, I, I never forget being in church as a younger guy and seeing people, let's say, dance around the church or run around the church or scream and holler. Right. And you're looking at them and you're like, you have your hands folded. You're like, ah, come on. But when you believe in Jesus Christ and believe that he's that, that there is a bomb in Gilead and there the power of God can change you, I'm a living witness and a living testimony. And that's why I put, I put something on Facebook and said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some people may not understand that, but I'll shout his name to the to the mountains, to the rooftops, because I know that if it wasn't for his presence and for him um, being in my life and for me having the experiences to as a as a kid reverting back to what we said have all those experiences and be able to utilize all those moments to channel it into where i was today as an older man i would not be sitting in this seat today so i give god all the glory and all the honor for for not only uh, healing me um in when he needed to but for delivering me when he needed to mm -hmm. and i appreciate you saying that because yeah. that um you know oftentimes the prophetic word doesn't come from high places yeah it comes from places close by yes and not only were you prophesying and talking to me and to my heart and to mm -hmm. my spirit mm -hmm. but i'm sure to others who are out there in the listening and viewing audience as well can you articulate that again but for the person who may not have any understanding mm -hmm. of faith yes of religion mm -hmm. of a relationship with christ sure well the bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things we cannot see, right? So people say, well, where is your God? Where is he? Well, I always, I always use this analogy to kids. I say, if you take an air pump and you put it on a tire and you push the button, or if you even push the button, you can't physically see the air. But you understand that when you put, the, put, put that air pump on the tire, the tire expands so it's being filled with something. It's just like Jesus. You may not be able to see him, but you're being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's something that you can tangibly see. You see me today. You obviously see that I'm filled with God's presence. It fills me up. Although you can't see it, you, can, you know that I'm tangibly talking about someone who I know that has changed my heart. And so I want to tell the listener who may not know Jesus at all that he is real. And although you may not be able to touch him, you can certainly feel him. The Bible says you have to believe it. Just confess it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you can be saved too. So I'm, I'm just thankful and, and I'm grateful for, for those that, you know, um, you know, I get an opportunity to minister to, you know, that say, you know, why do you believe in this God or, or who is this man and, and, and why do you put so much faith in him? Because I have the testimony. I am a living witness of how he can change and he can bless your life. Fantastic. Yes, sir. I'm speaking with Tony Jackson. He's an author, a minister, a musician, and more. And for those of you who have listened earlier, he's also a pretty good athlete as well. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We're on a short break, and we'll be back.
Hey, welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. In the studio with me is Tony Jackson. Tony is an author, a musician, a talented athlete as well. And uh, you just joining us, we've been talking about some of his faith journey up to this point and an illness that uh, has taken effect on him uh, within the last two years or so. And he's been talking about the miraculous change and how he feels as though Christ and his relationship with Christ has grown exponentially because of this, but also how this has transformed the way that he looks at things. And um, bef during the break, we were chatting about, um, we were about to get into a conversation about uh, people who don't understand. They just can't figure out, you know, well, what are you talking about? And um, I'd like for you to elaborate on what you were going to get into talking sure, about. Sure, sure. <laughs> no question. I was, you know, I was just uh, sharing that. Um, lots of times people uh, look at you and particularly if they sometimes they know you Christian folks can just be judgmental period mm -hmm. yes you know um, and just expect you to not make mistakes but in the Christian journey um, we are human you know it's, it, you're still a human and, and you make mistakes you know you, we are called to be like Christ um, that's what our calling is as Christians to be more like Christ but there's only one perfect one, and that is Jesus Christ alone. And so um, sometimes we make mistakes, we fall short of the glory of God, but um, that should not hinder those who may think that they're, because they're not perfect, that God won't love them as well. Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, I believe that those who are sinners, um, God draws near, clo draws closer to because he wants them to be better. And so for those listeners who may think that I'm not right and it's not my time and, you know, I drink too much or I curse too much, there's nothing you can do that would keep God from loving who you are. There's nothing you can say to, geek, to keep God from loving who you are. You just have to allow him to love you. And the way you do that is to draw closer to him. And so, you know, I, I'm just thankful that the mistakes I've made as a Christian, um, I'm able to go and ask God for forgiveness and um, he forgives me. You know, I always there's a song that I wrote that um, thankfully WIMG plays once in a while and it's called You Are To Me. And what the song talks about is there's this, these different points um, that I, that everything I look at, um, I, I associate it with Jesus Christ. So the this, this song says things like you are to me what uh, a, a seat is to a swing, what a nest means to a bird, uh, and all these different analogies. And, and so my point is that even in this Christian walk, when we are falling short of the glory of God in all these different ways, God still has his hand on us. He has his hand on every situation. God is, they, we, we call him a sovereign God because he's everywhere at the same time. No matter if you're a sinner, no matter if you're lost, God still loves you. He still loves you in spite of you as a sinner. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you are in your Christian journey or even if you're not a Christian, God will still wrap his arms around you and, and, and love you. Yeah, and I'm so thankful for that. That's fantastic. Yes, and uh, for the folks um, who are listening and watching, um, you know, like you said, Christians, but also human beings in general. Yeah. Very judgmental. Um, quick to uh, heap tons of praise on someone, but quick also to tear someone down when they see yeah. or make a mistake. Yeah. And my faith, your faith as Christians, I love the fact that the book that we look to as guidance, the Bible, mm -hmm. is full yeah. of men and women of varied backgrounds mm -hmm. who who have done some exceptional things yes, sir. and have also done some horrendous things. Yes, sir. And I believe they're all there to show us examples. Yeah. And um, I like the fact that you made it clear that no matter where you are as a person, that you can't be that far away from God's love. That's right. And for those who are listening and watching, I encourage you to take that opportunity mm -hmm. to talk to someone. And I'm not saying you have to talk to me or to Tony. Mm -hmm. Maybe just between you and God and, yeah. and at those six inches between your ears, just take a couple of moments and just seek this. Yeah. And I believe that culturally, nationally, 
we're all going to be the better for that, the more people who do that. Absolutely, man. You know, I, I, it, it reminds me of, um, you know, Judas in the Bible who, be, who betrayed Jesus. You know, you, you can't get any worse than that. You know, you betrayed Jesus right there. And so as us as a sinner, God still, in, God still loved him. And so us who, who, who commit sins to others, not even to Jesus, but they are unto him, he still loves us. You know, I think about, you know, Job in the Bible who, 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 who lost everything. You know, I'm a living witness of that. You know, folks don't know my testimony, but it's true. There was a time when I lost everything I had, everything, where I was like, wow, what, you know, God, what are you doing with my life? You know, and so I believe when I talk about dimensions of, of God blessing me, and being faithful to me and, and people really not understanding my true testimony, you know, sometimes you don't have to to share everything with folks for them to see that God is good to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but but there there was a time where, you know, I was I was flat on my face. But I thank and praise God that I had the experience to know who Jesus was, that I could draw close to him in that time. And God gave me everything back and more right and that's that's just like god that's what he does right and so and so when i say things like if i didn't if i didn't have a personal relationship with him i wouldn't be the person that i am today family or not i wouldn't be the person that i am today my, my mother used to always say uh, this had this thing that she says and i believe it's it, it was a spiritual thing for her but she gave it to me and i believe it's it's, it's not a biblical statement but it's of God. Mm -hmm. And she would say, you're no better, but you know better. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm no better, but because I have the word of God, I know better. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's my format. You know, and still, even though I have the word of God, it still doesn't make me perfect. I still fall short. I still make mistakes. But I, but I am better because I know the word of God. Mm -hmm. That's spot on. Yes, sir. Now, I'd like to transition and, and talk a little bit about, um, and, and we're going to weave this whole interview to show a holistic, a WH approach to who Tony Jackson is as a person. I believe that we've got a great foundation of who he is, his faith background, some of the trials and tribulations that he's gone, to, gone through, and where he is transitioning to now. We're going to finish up, just so that you know, on a very high note, talking about him and his new book as an author about his music and also about his fashion line. We're going to leave uh, things to the side. We're not going to talk too much about Keisha and uh, your lovely wife and your family. You, we'll hold you. off on that All for right. now. But um, let's talk about music a little bit. Because, yeah. again, when, when I met you when we were kids, everyone knew that, that you were a musician, yeah. um, that you were a talented uh, pianist, etc. Um, what has music meant to you? Wow, man, music has meant everything to me. As far as I can remember as a young kid, um, like I said, being in church, I, I loved music. I mean, even I, I used to write R&B songs and sing R&B with, with my brother-in-law back in the day. I used to do all the weddings and, you know, done that. But music to me has what has actually drawn me closer to God um, as a young person. It was what captivated me most it was the gospel music that captivated me and, and that kept me you know inept in church you know um so um music i, I remember um writing my first song i remember you know my mother um buying me my first drum set uh, my first keyboard and always having uh, people in my family thank god that i could look up look up to and aspire to be like you know, as I mentioned, my cousin Norwood, who was a singer. Um, I had my brother-in-law, who was who played piano. Um, my whole family, my aunts, would sing, and um, they would actually get us in the middle of the floor, man, when, when family functions, and um, you know, make us put on a show for them. You know, so we would be singing and dancing and doing all this kind of stuff. So, you know, music has been a very intricate part of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you mentioned drums, uh, keyboard, piano, etc. Yeah. What are you most passionate about as far as instruments? Well, that's a good question. Um, I love, I'm a drummer first. I learned to play drums, used to play drums all the time. Um, but then I started to, I'm a self-taught keyboard player. So um, I started playing keyboard. I was actually thrown into that. I was in church playing the drums one Sunday, and there was no keyboard player. <laughs> and next thing you know, I just, I hopped on the keyboard and just did what I could from home. But then I started to kind of teach myself a little bit more and more. So now I actually love playing the organ and playing the keyboard in church as well. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, when you think about um, organs and keyboards, mm -hmm. right, and you think about the current electronic movement of music, how do you feel like the correlation between the two and what are your thoughts about that? 
keyboard and organ, so to speak, mm -hmm. the, the two. Well, you know, the difference for me for the organ is, and the keyboard is the sound, most importantly, right? So basically, when you play keyboards, it, you, it reminds you more of like the piano. When you play organ, it reminds you more of like a pipish sound. And so, you know, when you think of church, you think of organ, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I love to play the organ. I'm better at playing the keyboard, but I love to play the organ. You know, uh, the whole thing with the pedals and, you know, being able to have all the draw bars and to change the sounds right at your fingertips, those things are amazing. So, um, you know, but, but, but they're different for me for the most part because of its sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, we're just about up on another break. I'd like for you to share your contact information so people can reach out to you directly. Sure. So uh, you can reach me right via my cell phone. I give that out generally. So it's 609 Five four zero six nine one five. Again, that's six zero nine five four zero six nine one five. I'm on social media um, under Tony Jackson on Facebook. Uh, also, uh, Trust by Tony and Keisha um, on Facebook as well. Instagram is Trust by Tony and Keisha and or Tony Jackson as well. So, and you can reach me by email as well. One Tony Jackson at gmail.com. Fantastic. You've been listening and watching the Trenton three sixty five show. We're up on a break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show. You can post your events to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar on Facebook as well. You're listening over WIMG 1300. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WIMG 1300. In the studio with me is Tony Jackson. We've been talking about lots of different things, um, his history, his uh, athletic career as a basketball player. Um, he... Um, He's a golfer as well. well. We'll talk a bit more about that when I bring him back later when the weather warms up. I'm going to get him out on the links. Yeah. And maybe he can school me a little bit. But if you want to reach out to him directly and talk about not only his ministry, about what he's doing, but his fashion line that he has with his wife, Keisha, and also about his music. And you can find him on telephone number 609-540-6915. And you can do an internet search for trust by Tony and Keisha and any of that information on social media will pop up and you'll be able to see him and get in contact with him there. So uh, Tony, we've been talking about lots of different things. I mean, you went into a lot of detail about your background, your history. You've, uh, you've elaborated on your faith and how strong your faith is uh, in your walk with Christ and your Christianity and what it means to you. Um, I'd like to transition now and talk a bit more about your music and then I want to get into fashion and then I want to get into this book. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So, so your music. Now, um, it's easy, I think, for people to assume that you're a gospel musician. And I think that that, you know, over the station, most people would think that. But you grew up listening to uh, and performing in church and for family members. But you, you mentioned that you wrote R&B music. I sure did. So let's talk about some of the influences that you have. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I, I grew up listening to, you know, of course... Michael Jackson was my favorite artist. Who, 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 whose wasn't? <laughs> in this, in our age bracket, there's no <laughs> exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But you know, I, I used to love jazz, so I was listening to like Will Downing. Mm. Um, I, of course, I, I love Luther and um, just Stevie Wonder. A lot of the um, R and B. Uh, Artists I used to love, man, just to kind of emulate and love their songs, love their songwriting, and just used to really just listen to their music a lot as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, what is currently, what's currently in on your playlist? Still a lot of Luther, um, a lot of Luther still on my playlist. You know, I, I just that music just does something to me. You know, um, I am a fan of Jay Z. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I love I love listening to Jay Z. I just think his lyrical content is always. Um, so on point with whatever's going on, you know, and so I, I, I as a hip hop artist, you know, I, I do listen to Jay-Z and, um, you know, as R&B, you know, because of singing, I love what happens to be his wife, but I do, I am a fan of Beyonce, I have to say, I just think that she's an amazing artist. I love Alicia Keys, um, I love Maroon 5, you know, as far as a group, because I was used to singing in a group, so I always like, there's male groups that I love to listen to as well, and, um, you know, other than that, man, for the most part, I listen to mostly gospel, just to be quite honest, you know, when I shuffle my, you know, uh, my playlist a little bit, 
a lot of times it's going to fall into some Luther stuff or, you know, like I said, once in a while, if I'm in the gym, you know, when I get back to the gym, <laughs> when I was in the gym, I would listen to something from Jay-Z or something once in a while if I wanted to hear something, you know, kind of um, hip-hop-ish. But other than that, most of the time it's gospel. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you being honest. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of times, you know, um, when you ask people questions, I think they feel as though they have to, they have to say a certain genre yeah, no. or whatever i'm glad you're honest yeah and and i try to encourage people that regardless of whatever it is hey yeah. be honest about, about Absolutely. what you're into i mean because i think it paints a really clear picture yes sir and you mentioned something that was critical mm -hmm. you said jay-z's lyrical content yeah. and and about it being um like the timing of it yeah and that's what i've always been passionate about hip-hop i mean you and i grew up in that era when hip-hop was really just cutting its teeth, becoming a bit more mainstream. Like, you know, people, I remember family members saying, ah, that's not going to last, that's a fad, all mm -hmm. those different things. So mm -hmm. so we actually saw pretty much the birth Absolutely. of this to see it grow to the point now where you can't even listen to commercials yes, sir. for international corporations that's that right. don't have some sort of a hip-hop element behind NBA, it. NBA, yeah, no a question. Absolutely. So when you, when you spoke about his lyrical content, mm -hmm. um, what specifically were you thinking about? Well, you know, I can't, I, I honestly can't think of a particular song at the moment, but when I think about Jay-Z as an artist and what really draws me to him is, it's like he's so in tune with, um, it's so well thought out, you know, and, and then not only is it well thought out, but it's something that I believe is relating to his life, like the song that he just actually recently on the last record with his the thought of the um what's i can't think of the name of it but it has to do with his mother um and he has a couple lyrics about you know his mom in there and that was something that he went through a whole process he talked to her about this song and before it even came out and should i use these lyrics are you gonna be okay with it and just you know the 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 thought process that he puts into his lyrics how they relate to today lyrically um, I just think he's an amazing artist, you know, an amazing artist, period. And so I'm just drawn to him. And I'm drawn to him also, um, I guess I have to tell you this, too, is because of the businessman that he is. Okay, so, you know, not only him as an artist, but, you know, he's able to go from the hip-hop world with his, uh, with his cap on backwards into the boardroom with his suit. And so that I love him as a as an artist and as a person as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm glad you went there because that's yeah. where I was going next. Yeah. And I think that... Um, to get really deep, and for the folks who aren't watching, you know, on television, the ones who just are, are hearing us, I mean, we're, we're both people of color, African-American men, and we've grown up in this, in the eastern part of the United States, where we've had lots of challenges, but we've seen this giant wave yeah. of, of uh, you're riding high, next time you're down low, and when you see someone who is a reflection of the way you look, who can fully articulate balancing multi-dimensions. Like you said, he was, a, he was a very open about his drug dealing, yeah. but he's also now a businessman and he's controlling billions of yes, dollars. Sir. Yes, sir. That, that is interesting mm -hmm. to me, and I, obviously it's interesting to it, you. It is. And, and so when those people attract my attention, because I want to know not only how they did it, but how are they maintaining it? Yes. And most importantly, what are they doing with it? And I'd like to include, um, you know, locals to some extent in that as well. And this is when I'm going to give you that big pat on the back. Because, you know, watching you, you know, we're same age, same neighborhoods, um, played sports together, those different things. And ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But you've transitioned to this point where, you know, you're doing all the things that you're passionate about and you're being successful at them. So just like when I'm out and about and people tap me on the back and say, hey, look, love what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing, etc. All I can do is point is give them thanks right. for that, but also paved, say that, know that I'm, I'm paving the way for someone else. Absolutely. And you're doing the same exact thing. Yes. Long story short, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts or what would you like to say to the other people who are doing things that are similar to you or things that you're excited about? Yeah, well... One, one important thing I've learned, Jock, really, in, in everything that I'm doing now, and, and, and I'm just thankful. Let me just 
give all glory to God, you know, not to be cliche-ish, man, but everything that I'm doing and, and I'm thankful that, you know, I can really see the fruits of my labor coming to fruition. I'm just thankful for that, man. Honestly, I, I give God all praise for the things that he's aligning, the people who he's connecting me with. But what I would want to say to the listening audience and those who are aspiring to do, uh, you know, maybe you're thinking about writing a book. Maybe you're thinking about opening a new business. Maybe you're thinking about, you know, uh, starting a new company, whatever it may be. There, there's a, there's a, uh, a line that we have in our, in our company that says, work your faith. And it's also in the Bible, faith without works is dead. And so no matter where you or how you start your vision, you have to continue to work hard at it. There's always going to be bumps and bruises. Like I said, a lot of people don't know my whole testimony. But there was a time when I was doing pretty good and I lost everything. And so now when people see me and they say, wow, you're an author and, and wow, you, you might have you, you sold 46,000 records from your last project. And, and, and now you have a clothing company and Pastor John Gray is your brand ambassador and, you know, and all these things. They don't recognize that it was a process. Mm -hmm. Good segue to another another logo we have, trust the process. Mm -hmm. It has been a process. But what I can tell the listener is that concentrate and stay focused. Many times we look at other people and think that, you know, how did they get there? What 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 what, what how did they get to this point? And all I can say is put on blinders like a horse, you know, the horse wears the, they put blinders on the horse mm -hmm. and continue to keep your eyes focused on your goal. We have a goal, man, that, that if I share with, I share with a few people. And when I share the goal, this is for my clothing company that I, where I, where I want our company to be by 2020, I've had folks look at, look at me like almost like, yeah, right. And it's okay. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I know my blind know what my blinders see and what my vision is but my thing is i am focused on that and i am working my faith and i'm working hard until i get there and I, that's the biggest thing i can say don't give up even if it seems like you know things are moving slow even if it seems like you have obstacles like it, that things are gonna sometimes the enemy we call it the devil but sometimes we just have roadblocks there's stumbling blocks you know my pastor who's Darius Daniels talks about talked about it on Sunday man he said that sometimes we don't in planning we don't plan for obstacles and that I thought that I thought about that I was like that is so powerful because there's sometimes in a planning process you have to say what do I do if this goes wrong or if this doesn't go right and so, and so my, my biggest thing is, uh, though, and I want to stick to the point, is no matter what, if you have a vision, you're passionate about it, um, it may not go right the first, second, third, or fourth time, but you keep working your faith, trust the process, stay focused, and your vision will come to pass. Mm -hmm. That is a perfect uh, segue to our break. And then after the break, I want you to please come back if you do have to step away for a moment. It's a great time for you to take a powder break. But come back because we're going to finish up talking about the fashion line, Trust by Tony and Keisha. We're going to talk about his book that I'm super excited to hear about too. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howe. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. In the studio with me is Tony Jackson, author, musician, athlete, family man. Uh, we're going to say fashion designer because he's got a clothing line. And you can contact him at 609-540-6915. 609-540-6915. And you can do an internet search for trust by Tony and Keisha and on any on most of the uh, internet platforms, social media sites and something will pop up and you can get in contact with him there. Now, we're up on this point in time where I want to talk about something that I've always been passionate about, that's fashion and your clothing line. So, and uh, I'm going to let folks know, even back in the day, <laughs> when we were kids, you know, 
you can if when you rip, when you rip in his back and you start going through the yearbook, you can still see nah. some people who like you know they had a little something going on. You can tell the people who were in a suit because their mama made him get in a suit. Right, right. But you can tell the people like, nah, I'm getting geared up for You're this. Right. And uh, you were one of those one of those people. Like, you, you enjoy man. dressing, yes. um, and and I remember I wasn't a penny loafers dude, but I know you yes, were. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. <laughs> I think you were the one who put the nickels in the corners. I did. In. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, so as you as you can see, much doesn't change Thank as, you. as you get older. Thank you, sir. Um, so so what made you want to launch a clothing line? Well, you know, let me just talk about the funny story from back in the day, man. It's, this is, we talk about this all the time. There, I don't know if you remember a guy, Rich Wilson. You remember Rich yeah, Wilson? Rich, okay, yep. so because we were in the church and, you know, a lot of the deacons and pastors back in the day wore church, this is something that we wanted to do. We actually, every Friday, a couple of the guys would wear suits to school yep. every Friday. Yep. So we would get dressed up, man, you know, and, and it's so funny now looking back at it. I was I wonder why I didn't have a lot of girlfriends back in the day. They're probably like, I don't want this church dude walking around here with a with a suit on on a Friday of all days on a Friday, right? When you're supposed to dress down. Exactly. We wore our suits, but you know, I, I've loved fashion, man, all my life. My mother was a seamstress. Mm -hmm. Um she so actually used to sew all my brothers and sisters' clothes. Oh, wow. Back yeah, when we were young, we didn't have a lot of money, so she used to sew a lot of their clothes. I remember um, her making my Easter suits when I was real young. I remember uh, um, actually um, her buying me shoes and me actually spray painting. They, they were from like Salvation Army, we, and I would spray paint the shoes. So, you know, a lot of those childhood memories is what made me draw to loving fashion. Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, as I got older, um, my mother worked at a clothing store um, back in the day. It was called Kushner. She worked there for many years back in Trenton. Um, then she worked at uh, for, for Mr. Reese so downtown, yeah. uh, which was Soup, uh, was Soup World in Ewing. I think it's called uh, Reese's mm -hmm. down in Trenton. Uh, she worked for him for many years. So I get really my fashion sense from my mother. So that brings us up to date, man, just where, um, true story, uh, my wife and I actually were going through a transition in our life where we were just trying, we were asking God, what is the next level for us? That something that we wanted to do together. So we were, we were contemplating on, uh, do we open a business? You know, uh, uh, you know, my wife's a school teacher. Does she open a school? You know, what are we going to do? Something that we can build and leave a legacy for our kids. Mm -hmm. And um, it was through the struggle, though, that God was moving us to a place to do something other than what we were both already doing. So, like I said, my, my wife had been teaching 15 years. In the, she's a fifth grade school teacher, 15 years in the Trenton school system. Mm -hmm. I had been working for the city of Trenton in the prosecutor's office in the law department for 14 and a half years. And we were both saying that we believe that God is is leading us to do something that we would do together mm -hmm. and something that we could do that would um, be something that we both loved. Mm -hmm. So it was fashion. My wife also is a fashionista. She <laughs> loves clothes. And um, it was something that I loved as well. And God basically just dropped it in both of our spirits, man. It's, it's ironic that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was both of our favorite scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. It was mm -hmm. both of our favorite scripture when we met. And we decided to call our company Trust, mm -hmm. right? So um, we were like, okay, well, what's going to be the name of our, you know, how are we going to work, work this out? We said we're going to call it Trust. Uh, I sat there, man. We drew out the uh, logo together, both of us, right at the, the dining room table. And um, we took the logo to Quaker Bridge Mall. Guy made the logo, created the actual logo digitally for us. Mm -hmm. And we actually wore the, our logo for six months before anybody even knew about it. it was, we were just proud of the fact that God had given us something, given us something, and it was clothing or a, a brand or a logo that we both created ourselves, and we were wearing it. We were just happy to do that. And then we were getting on the elevator at uh, Oxford Valley Mall. Both of us had on our T-shirts, just a random Saturday afternoon, and we both walked into the elevator. There was another couple standing on the other side of the elevator, and they both looked at us, and the, young, the lady said, wow, 
what is that you're wearing? What mm. is that? And I said, I looked at it, you know, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, my brand. You know, I just kind of spoke it. And she says, I can really see you on Shark Tank with that. <laughs> and that was the moment in the elevator with this couple standing across from us that I said to myself, we really have to take this to the next level. And what happened was we, 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 we printed some up, we gave them to our family, our family started wearing them, some of our friends started wearing them, and then it took off from there. Hmm. So that's, that's really, you know, the, the, the initial intent was for us to, to, to build it, but we didn't know how or where we were going to do it, but it was the moment that the lady actually spoke it. And sometimes, man, you know, God sends people to speak into your life for you to realize a vision for your life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I believe at that moment, it was God saying, it's time. We had wore them for six months without no, anyone knowing about it. And so at that moment, it was just us and them. It was, a, it, was, it was an enclosed elevator ride. And she spoke that to me and instantly I said, we've got to do something with it, man. And so I, I, I like to say the rest is history. We've created it. We've come a long way um, with what, where we started from. I'm proud of where we are today. We have a long way to go. And business, man, you know, I spent a lot of time, Jock, uh, on the Internet reading and learning about the business of fashion. Mm -hmm. Yep and retail and now this whole wave of internet you know it, people don't even have brick, brick and mortars nope. you have big companies jc pennies uh shoe companies the kids shoe company that was uh, just that just shut down their whole um company then now they're just online mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm learning about all these nuances of, of how to run businesses online man but i'm so thankful that god uh gave us this uh logo and I'm so glad, glad that he sent that lady to speak, you know, something into us at that moment. And I'm, I'm excited for where God has taken us, man. So that's kind of like the story of trust a little bit. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, it's pretty awesome, too. And it's yeah. remarkable. I mean, you know, my background in fashion, um, I've always had a lot of support for startups. Yeah. Because it's a very, very difficult oh, industry. Man. There's a lot of um, time. Mm. Um, it's interesting that, you, that it's named trust because manufacturing you've got to put a lot of trust into the people who are manufacturing goods for you yes and when you get them back or the quality is it what you want right. um, then you've got to trust that when you sell it yeah. that you can honor what you've sold yes. because if the quality's not there and people wash it and it, and it comes back bad Absolutely. there's a lot that goes into it and um, when I saw that you had opened up a kiosk mm -hmm. In Quaker Bridge Mall, I was so excited. Thank you for you. Yeah, and I passed you dozens of times, <laughs> and I saw you working the phone, and saw people buying things, and then yeah. saw them pictures of people supporting you buying your goods on, on social media. So again, kudos. Thank you. You know, let me just interject something, man. And I talked about this in, a, in an earlier segment about people not understanding, you know, how. They see the end result kind of and see maybe you're in the mall, but they don't realize that we were told no three times by Quaker Bridge Mall before we actually got into Quaker Bridge Mall. Mm -hmm. So when we, we went there, we talked to them about our brand. They said, uh, no, we, you know, we don't have any space, but yet there was tons of space. So, you know, I talked to my wife. Is it our color of our skin? Is it, you know, is it our product? Because we, we say that we're Christian. What is it? So they told us no. We went back again a few months later. Um, we had actually gotten a letter written, um, a representation. Um, they still told us no. Then we actually got names, you know, petitioned the mall and finally you know it so so it's not something that is something that we had to fight for but it was a vision that we had and so I was working hard to make that vision come to pass so you know that's I just wanted to interject that because sometimes people see you there but they don't realize the struggle or, or what it took to actually get where you were you know mm -hmm. and so I'm just thankful and grateful that we were actually had the opportunity um, to be in the mall for sure, and, and I'm thankful that you're so candid yeah. about that because yeah. again, like you said, spot on. People sometimes just look and say, "Oh man, they must be doing really well." Yeah. But like you said, you tried multiple times, yeah. went above and beyond yeah. what some others have. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a success, and it's a learning process. Yes, sir. And, and I can tell from your comments that 
you don't have any chips on your shoulder no, about sir. this. No, sir. <laughs> you just keep it moving. That's right. This is like right. I keep the blinders on, man. <laughs> I, I keep the blinders on. I really do. You know, I, I, I talked to my wife about it. Um, even today, as a matter of fact, just you know, things for 2018. She had made up a, a, a vision board for us, and she had already posted her things down the side, and she handed me the the board, and she's like, "Here, babe, you know." write your stuff and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it you know but you know I really do man although I'm aware of everything that's going on I'm so focused in where I want to be and where I want to go um, it's not that I don't care about obviously I care about things with our city and just the, the country and everything but I'm really so focused in on trying to do what I believe God has placed in my heart to do that I really keep blinders on and stay focused on what God has for me mm -hmm. yeah and uh, back to the point of uh, not having a chip on your shoulder I think that's something that um, I'd like to have you say more about yeah. to others and it's something that that I adopted and I believe that that's part of my walk and my yeah. faith you know I'm, I don't harbor any resentments sure. to anybody I really think hey if not now maybe later yeah you know if we didn't work up we didn't connect on this path at this moment of time no big deal no right. worries maybe next time around we'll connect right. i got no hard feelings i don't want you to have any hard feelings sure. just come back and forget about that stuff we Absolutely. got a, we got a long way to go yes sir now let's transition to talk about this book and i'm a little disappointed i want to make it clear <laughs> that i didn't know that this came out in 2015 and that you've already done a 20 city book tour mm -hmm. and 20 stores 20 store yes. book tour and that you've uh, already had a book signing here in Trenton yes. that I missed yes. at my local bookstore yes. Classics Books and Gifts and I'm sure Eric probably told me that's Eric <laughs> Maywar but I'm very disappointed and I apologize that's personally okay. yes, as a matter of fact when I do my next when I do my next literacy thing that involves a book signing or authors I want you to be there. Thank you. And I'm I going to repeat this again publicly <laughs> that I missed this opportunity of a local artist, someone I've known for over 30 years now, yeah. that I've missed this opportunity. So yeah. briefly, run in and let's talk about your book. Sure, man. I'm so excited about um, you know this the, the opportunity, first of all, that, that um, God afforded me to, to write a book. Um, you know, trust is a word that generally, in general, we don't talk about. Right. We, it's not it's not it's not it's, it's such a powerful word, but it's a word that we really don't talk about. We we talk about more things like believe and and honesty and our faith. But, you know, trust is something that we don't really talk about. So I, I wanted to write a children's book and I wanted to write it. Uh, the title of the book is called A Chat About Trust. And what it does is it teaches children to trust their parents, trust uh, their teachers, um, trust their grandparents, trust themselves and then trust God. So it all, it's, it's all these things that leads up that, that teaches them what trust really means. And I think that kids who have the opportunity and parents who share this with their kids will definitely um, find themselves um, having their kids more be in tune with what trust is all about. I'm sorry that we've run out of time, <laughs> but I will... I want you to come back, and I want Thank you to come you. back on a regular basis to keep me updated on not only your book, yeah. but your forthcoming next book, second yes. one in that yes, series, sir. but also your fashion line, Trust, by Keisha, Tony and Keisha. Yes, sir. Are right, you promised to do that? I certainly will. Awesome. Thank you so much, too, for having me, man. I enjoyed myself. Of course, I shout out WING all the time. I appreciate them so much as well. Oh, you're welcome. Tony Jackson's been my guest on the Trenton 365 show. We've been reminiscing and having a great time. I encourage you to reach out to him. You can do so by calling 6 609-540-6915 You can do an internet search for Trust by Tony and Keisha You'll easily find them all over the internet You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show And we'll be back next week